Good morning to another Totally Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Mornay. And I'm Aiden. How's it going, guys? Um, it's funny how in football a week can change a lot of things. From last week, feeling on top of the world, and a week later, a very shaky two games. So suddenly, we don't know where we stand. Um, what was your take on the Palace game? Uh, you know, this game was supposed to be you know, almost like a banker. Not that we were now, you know, upping it too much with regards to uh, you know the build up to the game because I mean we knew we were going to face a tough uh, match anyway because look the last few months I mean Palace have been giving it all whether they played Man United or Man City I mean even if teams were getting wins the top teams were getting wins against them it was normally hard quite hard games and I mean look even December they thumped uh, Tottenham also 3-1 um, you know especially uh, with this game now going on a 10 game home win streak you know the media was all time hyping this game up as uh, you know this could be number 11 but on the flip side also many were saying is this thing actually going to be more of a hindrance than a, a, a positive to us the, you know going with it the, this elusive number 11 and I mean as we're now going to discuss it actually was now turning into something that was going to be elusive um, Emery then made a quite a whole set of changes from the uh, team that beat Napoli, some like seven changes. Uh, Arsenal fans were somewhat worried with the inclusion of Carl Jenkinson and uh, El Mohamed El Nini. Uh, earlier as eight minutes, we already got a warning salvo from Crystal Palace with a, a free kick from Mil- Miljovic, uh, which I think he played the ball out to Kelly, who then tried picking out Benteke, who just missed out, the, the, missed out on the target. Uh, a sore point in the game was the constant cheap, cheap free kicks we were giving away, you know, needless at times, and always in these dangerous zones where we normally have trouble to, you know, defend. I was going to actually say um, about that. Um, why, is it, like, we know we struggle with defending free kicks or set pieces, but yet we were still giving them away, like you said, very cheaply. I mean, if if you know that it's kind of a Achilles heel for you, you maybe, you know, don't dive in for a tackle, usher him out wide. You don't have to dive in for everything. And I think... That caused a lot of um, problems for us going forward in this game. Yeah, I think it was also, you know, that, that being, I don't know if we were too cocky or careless in the game. So it's like not, we were almost like they were also taking it for given, like the, the sort of result, you know, that we were not going to get a positive result. Um, in the, something like the 17th minute, a free kick to Palace after Mavropanos all down Benteke. You know, cue the moment to show us what the shambles we can be from set pieces at the moment. Um, Mustafa is supposed to be man marking um, Benteke. So I just want to also reiterate these two points. Mustafa should have been goal side of the guys marking. And he's supposed to be also like, you know, the main, as I said, the main man marker. But he allows Benteke to not only steal a yard on him. But in that time that he's stealing a yard, Mustafi is not even watching his defensive line. So, of course, everything is disjointed. Mustafi then puts up his hand, appealing for offside instead of playing to the whistle. And Bentek is, you know, of course, playing to the whistle. Just powers forward and headers a free header past Leno. 1-0 Palace. Easy, easy. Yeah. And it is his first goal since last year. He didn't score in a year. 
And then Arsenal like allowed you know him to get his groove on. I mean, a striker who hadn't scored in so long, you know, you don't have to give him easy chance. Let him work for his goal. It makes your life easier as a defender as well. A striker who lacks confidence. So I think you know, watching that, um, I watched the replays of that header over and over, and it was like, I mean, either even I never should have scored that because there was no nobody on him. I don't know. I just want to you know break quickly. Um, can you just up the volume of your 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 sound? Okay, no, no problem. Okay. Just for recording purposes, that's all. Does that sound better? No, it's not actually, but okay, let's go on. Um, the defensive line, then, you know, of course, you know, I don't know if they, you know, because for me, it didn't look even like we were, you know, really rehearsing what could, you know, what could have happened. Because, I mean, with, with Hodgson uh, playing Benteke as the, the main man, we already knew that was going to be the etheric, you know, the aerial bombardment that they were now probably going to do for the majority of the match. Um, Arsenal then seemingly wake up. Uh, a chance falling into uh, to Lacazette, but um, Scott Dan was, you know, on the ball, managed to get in the block before the fight, the shot could not really, you know, cause damage. Um, also, with it getting into good positions, but, you know, shooting and heading were really, really wayward. On uh, 43 minutes, Arsenal then, you know, switch off something almost like a trademark for us at the moment. Uh, Leno then having to pull off a fantastic double save from Koyate. We were lucky to go in at halftime, only one all down. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it wasn't uh, the best of halves in the terms of so much, so much riding on um, this game. And for me, the biggest worry is that should Arsenal ever be in a title race, how will they handle pressure? Because we're in a top four race and we had the opportunity after Everton spilled, um, Everton beat, um, after Everton beat yeah, go United, then we we had the, 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 the opportunity was wide open. And I mean, to start the half off like the way we did shows a team that, you know, is kind of lacking that, but exit to get us over the finishing line. I mean, for me, what, what was for me, my main concern was, you know, the the opportunity is right there. It's not like, you know, you're sending gift offs in the mouth. The opportunity is there to finally, you know, make top forms like done and dusted, if you can put it like that. Not that, I mean, uh, you know, you, you're thinking everything is now over and done with, but, you know, putting us in, in better state leading into the next, you know, few games. But, uh, you know, something like that, just allow the door again open on everybody else in this whole top four crazy, crazy race going on. Um, and the problem is our, our away form is already not the best. And knowing we would have had two games in a row, I'm not saying we could have taken our foot off the pedal. But, you know, our margin for error could have been a bit more. Yeah. But because of that, you know, now there's no more pressure. I mean, um, the second half, Emery then makes a double change, bringing on Michael Niles for... Uh, Jenkinson and Mavropanos coming off and he will be coming on somehow, you know, just to try to get some sort of injection of pace, supposedly, into the game. Uh, within a few minutes, Arsenal were back in it. Fantastic through by Lacazette, uh, letting Ozil, who then did his tra trademark Ozil think. 1-1, one, one, kind of game on, but, you know, we also had to not take things for, like, to see how things would not pan out going the rest of the, the second half. Uh, the second half, of course, the change also brought now a change in shape. So uh, Palace were almost like somehow trying to adapt now with 
does lead to the changes having to come on in this for a kind of formation change Arsenal were doing as well. Uh, so Paris will, in a way, also starting to second-guess themselves, because look, they had almost like full control first off anyway. Um, Arsenal were then keeping uh, Palace in their own half for about, I think, easily 10, 15 minutes. So, of course, I thought that Arsenal would now, you know, force home to get, you know, finally edge forward. And then at 61 minutes, you know, again, a catastrophe in the Arsenal defence. Totally against the run of play, uh, a long-range balance, palace clearance, as met by Benteke, who I think just yeah, uh, just jumps up ahead of Koscielny and flicks the ball on into Zaha's path. And then, I mean, for me, actually, a, you know, a dose of moronic defending ensues. Mustafa then from 20 yards out from, uh, from the keeper decides to uh, try to shadow the ball towards Leno. I mean, in that time, and of course, there's no real pace on the ball, since the ball wasn't like flicked uh, on, but then, you know, it's a turf and slowed up. So the more Mustafi is trying to shadow the ball in, I mean, it just took Zaha a sidestep and he, you know, ran ahead of of Mustafi, nicked the ball off him. And with, with Leno being almost like in no man's land, not knowing whether to go back on his line or come towards the ball, He's standing there flat-footed and Zaha just plants the ball past him in the far corner. 2-1 Palace. Far too many mistakes in a, in a side that, you know, is trying to build and try to move forward. I mean, these mistakes can't be happening in our Europa League semi-final or, or games of such importance. I mean, it just shows that Arsenal need more leadership at the back. I mean, this is this has been happening ongoing this season whereby we've been gifting goals to opposition. And then, like that. and then eight minutes later, again, lack of focus, defending a corner, and James McArthur glances ahead of past Leno. Arsenal 1, Crystal Palace 3. Shocking, shocking defending. Alba then, you know, scored a good consolation goal. But it seems after that, we actually ran out of ideas because there was no real cutting edge coming after that, even though I was expecting, you know, us to really bombard the goal. We then do at the almost like at the death, I think second minute of injury time, we do manage to eke out one more chance. But um, of course, it will be then instead of planting a powerful drive in one of the corners, ends up hitting a weak, almost like a pass shot into the keeper's hands. That was just yeah. I, I I expected much better from him will be at that point. I mean, he needed, he really needs to work on his finishing. I mean, he's the same age as Leroy Sane now, and I know we used to make excuses for him. Will be like, oh no, he's still young, he's still developing, he's still young. But if you look at the end product of the two players, you know, you know which one you would rather have in your team. I mean, I think that is also the sore point or sticking point with with regards to wing wingers and wing play because. Look, as we're going to now switch our attention out to the Wolves game, I just want to also bring up something with regards to what was also happening in the Manchester derbies, uh, derby. Because, you know, and I watched also part of the game afterwards, like in just about the yeah, in full, I watched the Manchester derby. And I went to have, when you watch people like Sterling, who I played like, say, three or four days before, and he's playing with that same, same tempo, you know, causing total chaos on, on, on either flanks and somebody like Bernardo Silva who's, you know, pulling the strings on the other flank. So you're having like two players that are hurting you over and over. And just when you think you can, like, you know, catch a breath, Pep will make that change and then he brings on Leroy Zani for one of the two. And you've got now another problem on your head with, uh, on your hands and, and somebody fresher, somebody even faster. So, 
that was I think that was where we are lacking because like I'll play with with regards to say what what uh, Iwobi and and Mkhitaryan are offering is like they drive us forward to that fi- the, the, the final third but when they get to the final third they don't know what they must do so it's like you end up having Iwobi twisting and turning himself into a blind alley mm-hmm. you have somebody like Mkhitaryan instead of holding on and using some footwork to get in the box and like, get a cross off he just randomly takes pot shots from wherever so you can see that the mindset that I mean, you, you're talking of okay, with well, we can understand, like, you know, we you know, said that with excuses and that, but I mean, you have somebody like Mkhitaryan who's experienced not only in the Bundesliga, but now he's had now a few years under the belt in England and he's still making these almost like, uh, you know, that, 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 that yeah, amateur, at times, yeah, sometimes even amateur like errors he's making in the game. I do think for us to move forward as a club, we need wingers and out and out guys who have pure pace because we don't like if you look at Liverpool they have that Mane and Salah on either side which cause chaos you look at City you know, either Leroy Zane or Sterling or Bernardo Silva can also do a job there but with Arsenal we can't kind of really play a pure counter-attacking game because the, your their wingbacks will be able to get back very easily yeah and I mean also if like you almost now go if you just take with with Regards say to the uh, the Palace game now. Look where El Neni in. He he's not brave enough to take the ball and say, "Okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go at you." Sorry, but now you get it, you look at somebody like say a uh, David Silva. You know the legs are slowly wearing out with him. But I mean, if he gets the ball, that head is up and he's going forward. He's driving the team forward. And I think with all, uh, I mean, I, of course, I hate saying this, but. Maybe we should also take somehow a page or use Man City's blueprint of actually building up a squad again. Because I just don't see us like with the way things are going now. We have almost like a, a group of midfielders there that, that are, are almost like at times too shy to push forward. They will only push forward if the other team allows them to, but they're not going to you know, force their, 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 their game onto the other, the, you know, where other teams also have to adapt now to that. Because it's not like we give in. We almost like we set ourselves up in in, in matches. Yeah, yes, that that is very true. I just think our our core needs to be a bit better, you know, a bit stronger and and out wide as well. Because it just looks like uh, we look like a team that runs out of ideas very quickly when yeah. we go behind. Like, we don't that, have that impetus anymore. And I mean, for me, especially the last say three game, not three, say last four games, like league wise. It seems when we go like a goal down or something, or we get almost like when we see the opponent is, you know, giving as good as they're getting, it doesn't like we start going to the step of we become shell shock. And I mean, for me, it's worrying because you're only noticing it now. Before we were somehow seeing things off, you know, like uh, yeah, when teams start to to almost like put up a, a serious fight against us, we would also go toe to toe with them. But now it seems like as we're now going the like the vital part of the season. Now it's like you see a, every now and then a white flag go up when we go one goal down. Even against Watford, we were very brittle. Like yeah. even though we were a, a goal up and a man up, they were dictating how the game was going. So I, I don't know. Like, it's definitely something we need to fix going forward. I mean, the season um, could end off well, but could it just be us papering over the cracks? Should we end yeah. top four and win Europa League? You know, we, we yeah. I would love us to win those competitions and end in the fourth place. But, um, you know, what is the next step for this club? 
Okay, so we switch our attention now to Wolves. Um, Arsenal, again, seven changes. You know, Emery going again or being brave with these, you know, hefty changes now in the squad. MK Maitland, Niles, Socrates, Monreal, Xhaka, Torreira, Mkhitaryan, and Iwobi. Um, Arsenal started the game well, you know, picking back Wolves in their own half. But, of course, we were not taking our chances, even though, you know, half chances were there. And then one thing one also noticed, and I think the commentator also mentioned it, the longer the game wears on and you're not taking advantage of the chances you're getting, Wolves just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And I mean, like, I think it was midway in the first half, I think so, from the 20th minute on, Wolves now started eating root one balls over the Arsenal defence. Because when I was, like, feeling out where we've been prone, you know, this especially in 2019, uh, chances were swaying back and forth between the two teams. Um, the Wolves just looked more cutthroat with, you know, the attacks. Because you could see it was, re- it was like we were now realising it's not going to go. As simple also that because I, 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 I think it was the or oh, the sense I had with the game, it was also they thought this could also be maybe you know with with Wolves losing against uh, Watford in the FA Cup, I think they probably thought that mindset because since look they were also in a tough game with Brighton through the weekend, yeah. where Brighton drew nil nil at, at the Molina, so I thought they they probably thought now that's the type of Wolves now we they probably getting you know wounded one but look they came out. Very, very dangerous. And I, I think on 80, oh, sorry, on 28 minutes, Arsenal give away a needless free kick in a dangerous area. Ruben Neves stepped, uh, excuse me, steps up, bends in a beauty around the wall. The wall again, kind of useless because slow, mo- uh, slow, uh, like a replay showed, uh, Maitland Niles and Jacker turned their back on the ball as it came in. So that ball was actually careering in from that angle. So 1 0 Wolves. It was a top-class free kick, though. Like, it reminded me very much of the way Ronaldo strikes the ball. Yeah, because um, and... it also had a bit of a, a feel to it of Lacazette's goal against uh, Napoli. Because it was a very flat type of thing. You know, it just went over the wall. But they just started dying and, you know, nestling in the bottom of the net. And, you know, for, for me, what was scary, and I hate to say this, I was like watching the Wolves team, and I'm like, you know, like, this Wolves players. Yeah. could easily fit into this Arsenal squad and like better the team and that's a warning sign is like if you're playing against an opposition team that's you know below you on the log and their players could actually escalate how how much better your squad can be I mean they, I would swap a few players to come to the Emirates actually from the Wolf side and they've been really impressive this season yeah they have and I mean they've got a good coach as well I mean he knows you can see another one who uh, you know you can see does his in-depth homework on, on how to combat teams and you know, nullify the, the strengths of the opponent. So they know what you know how to play it out. Um, Arsenal now were rattled. We started in losing the ball from, I think we lost the ball from kickoff. And then Johnny drove at the Arsenal defence. Because, I mean, again, you have now player not dilly-dallying on the ball or trying to play the ball into his own half or on the halfway line. He's actually having a go at the, you know, almost like asking questions of the Arsenal defence. I mean, he didn't throw, uh, throw forward set up Jimenez and then fired over. You know, again, alarm bells ringing for Arsenal. Um, I think oh, on 33 minutes, again, cheap free kick given away, Koscielny on, on Jota. Uh, Nevers and tries again, this time the wall now stands up to it and deflects the ball for a corner. Arsenal, just don't look up for it. I don't know how you were taking your, like your input of the game. 
No, it, 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 was, it was a side that you would have never said we're fighting for top four. You would say it's the end of the season. We have nothing to play for anymore. And this is the guy just lacked that, um, okay, so that intensity, that ruthlessness. And like you said, if you looked at the Man City game as well, because if you saw they were playing as well for something, you know, we were playing for something and they were playing for like, you know, the league, we played for top four. But the intensity that they were coming mm. with, that they, they were rattling United. And then you look at Arsenal, who just was waving the white flag. And for me, like knowing that, you know, at the back of Wolves' mind, they threw away a 2 0 lead in the FA Cup. Why not still take that and like push on them, push on them? Because they can also, you know, break. But it looked like Arsenal just, I don't know why we're so bad away from home. I don't know what it is. Then on, on 37 minutes, uh, we were 2 0 down. Uh, Johnny works a short free kick into the corner. Lena then comes out and misses the cross completely. Doherty then hits the ball into an empty net under no pressure. Arsenal now are getting swarmed by Wolves as we now, you know, limping to half time. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, let's just see this, you know, going two down at half time. But, you know, good heavens. Second <laughs> of injury time, we sloppily lose the ball on the halfway line. Jota then picks up the loose ball and starts driving it at the defense. I think, you know, warnings weren't needed. Uh, he starts running towards Socrates. And then, of course, I don't know what went through. I think it's almost like a blackout moment for him. He decides to pull out of the tackle and there's no covering, real covering defender. So, of course, Jota finds himself into the box and he just lets rip with a low drive past Leno. I mean, it wasn't that strong of a handout by Leno, which was, you know, it's like partly goalkeeper's fault. But, I mean, there's nothing you could do. Balls in the back of the net, three down at half time. But I couldn't believe how he just ran. Like watching that goal, I was in disbelief that no one tried to close him down. He had the, he almost had the the freedom of the the stadium there. He was just cutting through us like a hot butter through a um, hot knife through butter. I mean, yeah. that was that was what, shocking actually. What, uh, what that was also reminding me of, and it actually brought bloody cultures back to me again. That game of Anfield when Liverpool just, I think. Oh, I think a minute after they scored, they 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 one goal. When they just started running straight at us, and it's like you just see this path opening down the middle of the park from our box in the halfway line, and every you know where our players just gave way. They were more ball watching than somebody actually getting their body in front of the ball or you know taking the man out, taking it yellow for the team. But just shocking going in at half time. So, what was your thought after? Uh, my thoughts, you know, normally I'm like, you know, we can bring this back, we can bring this back. Uh, to me, it felt like the game was over. I mean, after Wolves scored, we never really showed much intent to get back in the game. And it's sad to tell you that, like, I, I to me, I felt like this, there wasn't going to be much hope for us to come back into the game. I mean, seeing that sort of performance, I actually thought, ooh, the, you know, the way we were playing, I thought we were going to probably concede another two or three in the second half. Because yeah. they were just... Nothing that really, you know, gave you that hope that something could happen or something could spark in this team to, you know, get us like, you know, a th type of 33 like we did at Bournemouth at that time. I, I just did not see that. Um, second just, off, I think we just don't have the players, like, not we don't have the players, but we just don't have some of that individual brilliance. Like, you know, I, I know he's not there anymore, but Alexis Sanchez, you know, could take a game with the scruff of the neck. We don't have that type of player in the squad anymore. Yeah, and I mean, look, second off. We installed on the front foot, but I mean that being said, it was also just a case of Wolves allowing us to to play because they were really dictating the game. And I mean they like we had no answer to it. And 
schools, like if they want us to have the ball, they beat us. If they wanted to take the ball off us, they do it. So, I mean, it just shows you how ineffective we were throughout that, that game. And I think if Wolves maybe have an investment and sign maybe another two or three players of good quality, they could be a threat to this top four battle. I mean, if Arsenal don't um, strengthen the squad at all, we could be in real trouble. Yeah. So, you know, well, we got hold off for Eden Ketia, Mkhitaryan came off for Kolasinac, and I think also uh, Ineffective Torreira came off for Gondosi. Uh But, I mean, you know, Wolves did enough to take this thing out of the game. I mean, we did manage to get a consolation goal through uh, Socrates heading in a Xhaka corner. But, I mean, you know, job was done for Wolves. They, honestly, I don't think they even cared that they conceded. So... You know, second successful defeat. Our top four ambitions really on hanging on the thread now, going to the list again. Which I'm not too um, thrilled about since our way form. Oh, we can't buy a win away from home really anymore. And I just want to say this: eh? look, the last few games, if you go on any of those betting sites, we had normally the odds would be, you know, almost like uh, 70, 30, or 80, 20, you know, our favor. Yeah. This game with Leicester, it's, it's straight down 50-50. It's like wow. the betting the betting places are not, you know, also confident in the Arsenal performance. So I mean like with regard to Leicester, Star Men will be Ricardo Pereira in defense, James Madison in midfield, because I mean he he dictates also everything in the middle of the park. And I mean with James uh, Jamie Vardy, I think he's something like Six goals against Arsenal. I don't know how many appearances, but I mean, against us, he normally does score. Warning is out there. Yeah, I think if we're not gonna, you know, if we allow them to dictate and start strong, we could be in real trouble again. And you know, we're not gonna have any more lifelines now. Lifelines are running out. We need now Chelsea to slip up against Man United, and if if we don't, you know, take advantage of that, or you know win before i don't know what sure what time the united chelsea game is but if we don't get the three points on sunday then i do think that top four is out of the equation then i mean it's down to us but i mean look we allowed ourselves to get in this scenario and it's really annoying so um yes it is very annoying i i do do think that it could have been there was many tough points over the season and for me, I, I do think we need um, some signings in the summer. So, uh, look, we're not going to really touch on the Valencia game because we're going to do a short pod in uh, either on Tuesday or Wednesday, just so you guys know. Um, so, I just want to, as we're now wrapping up the, the podcast now, I just want to also add, um, like with regard to my opinion on the situation, other things are, or have gone kind of patient. And also with players, whether it's leaving or coming in, uh, my opinion on the matter is I would like us to buy from within the Premier League come the summer. I mean, of course, look, there are going to be probably good players we can get overseas, uh, <coughs> excuse me, out of the European leagues or out of the uh, out of the outside the UK, like say something like Pepe or, or Ismail Saar. But I just think to myself, we need defenders that are ready made for the Premier League. You know, that that can handle those rigors of, you know, the physicality side of it and things like that. Because I just think at times, look, okay, we got Koscielny, we got um, Socrates and that. But, I mean, look, we were all wishing Socrates back from his suspension. He comes back and, I mean, you still see that that sort of performance. I mean, we still shipped in three goals. 
So, I mean, you need, I think we need some sort of stability. It can almost like anchor the team from the back right through to the, you know, the midfield. Because I think there's also another thing where we have players now there, which we thought can handle it. But it's almost like we're putting so much workload on something like Torreira. He can't do it all by himself. And at times, Xhaka loses his head completely in the game, whether it's uh, through discipline or tactics. Uh, my opinion also on the matter is that we, we also, like you said, sign in the Premier League to get Premier League ready players. But I think we need another worker in the midfield as well. Like somebody that's going to do a, um, it's going to do, you know, the, the hard crafting as well. Not just like, like for me, a Ruben Nevis would be a, a perfect player to have in this Arsenal team. I mean, if you look at that Cody guy, his performance against us and even somebody like Doherty, I mean, he was bombing down that flank. I mean, as you said, that having almost like the freedom also of the, the pitch there because nobody was really stopping him. And, and uh, you know, somebody like, say, Montreal, they were left high and dry by the guys, you know, having to cover on the left because nobody's really, you know, either doubling up or helping out at the back. Everybody wants to go forward. They couldn't give a toss if they're going to, you know, have to come back and help and, 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 and defend because it's always like you don't see stuff like that. And, I mean, that was something that was... Do, going kind of well in say February, March, but it, it seems like from April now on, we've lost total discipline in the team. My, my thing as well is that signing of Dennis Suarez was a waste. We could have gotten another player that actually then would have been useful in this uh, title race. Yeah, okay, so I'll draw a wrap there. I hope you guys, you know, enjoy the weekend. And I mean, let's hope. We get some sort of positivity back in the squad because I mean we really need it. Come on, you gunners. Come on, let's get the three points on Sunday. Okay, bye. <laughs>